Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Femdementalists. Um, my name's Mehek. My name is Faiza. And we just wanted to start this podcast, um, mostly because there's not a lot of voices that we see in social media and the media in general that we feel like we can relate to, right? At least from kind of the brown, South Asian, Muslim, female scene. Um, it seems to be centered kind of on people who are preaching either for or against the religion or just kind of these ultra hipster, super cool fashion bloggers who have some of the dopest photographers ever because they take these impeccable photos all the time. Um, that's not me. And so we just kind of wanted something to create something that we thought reflected us and a voice that we could relate to. Um, and was kind of more reflective of our conversations that we have with our friends. Yeah? Absolutely, yeah. Um, definitely. Don't I personally don't see much of a, something that represents my experience um, and a lot of my girlfriends' experiences as brown Muslim women in this space. So I was down to do this, for sure. And also, like, this isn't to say we're super unique and, like, these super groundbreaking forward-thinking individuals i I don't think not to say that we're we're, nothing we're going to be talking about is is new but i think it definitely we're lending a different voice but it's not the end-all be-all of these types like whatever discussions we're having yeah for sure more about adding a voice to what's going on in the community at large yeah, and sometimes just in life, right? So, yeah. Um, um, yeah. I've recently, interestingly, given that we're starting this podcast now, um, over the past month or so, I've actually like been going through a pretty heavy social media cleanse. Um, I'm off Facebook. I'm off Snapchat. I really like still to this day. I have no idea what it's intended for, aside from just like sending nude pictures um I didn't get it it was like entirely too overwhelming and it was way too much pressure and I was like I'm not not doing this shit um Instagram too I felt like it was turning me into this kind of like like monster right so I'd post a really dope picture and I'd be like these bastards why aren't they appreciating my freaking skill yeah um but yeah how do you feel I know I think you're still on some outlets of social media how do you feel Facebook, definitely. I barely use it. I, well, the thing is, like, I have my blog, right? I have my personal blog. Right. Um, that I have. Faiza's a writer, by the way, guys. She's writing um, South Asian fantasy, which is also <laughs> something super unique and not a voice I think we hear a lot in South Asian literature at all. Right. So let's let's say let's um, qualify that aspiring writer. <laughs> but yeah, so I have my personal blog that I've been trying to like think about more strategically how I'm using it and how I'm kind of branding it. Um, so I, kind of, I haven't been writing recently, but I've been thinking about like, how do I use, I'm not social media savvy whatsoever. Um, so the reason I, ha- I still have my Facebook or even kind of like still, you know, log in and, and look around at stuff is because it's linked to my blog. Right. And so I've been really thinking about, so I have Twitter, I have Instagram, my Snapchat is just like for personal use. So I like send snaps to maybe four people right on the regular i just created like my second snapchat story and i've had it for like a year and that was because i was at the met and i wanted to save all the pictures i was taking (laughs) um and the snapchat camera is better i feel like than the iphone camera okay um and so i've been 
I'm, uh, yeah, I don't really, I barely, my Twitter is just, like, retweets of comedians and sometimes news stories that I follow. Yeah. Um, very little original content there. Um, my Instagram, it's kind of all over the place. Like I said, I'm trying to, trying to think about how I, how I'm grinding myself. So, yeah, definitely have a couple of shameless selfies on there. So that's super interesting, right? Because I feel like something that I hated about social media, even in my super limited use, was... Mm-hmm what it showed me about people that I was like close to or like in my social circle right because I think some people do a really good job of branding themselves and then some people do a really atrocious job um yeah and there's that you have your social media persona and then the person you are in real life right and like theoretically it should just merge and mesh pretty nicely and effortlessly but in reality it doesn't at all um so I guess that's a really interesting question that you're speaking to, just like this concept of branding. Do you feel like you have to actively think? Of, like, I know people who are wildly creative, right? Like, do some really dope shit, whether it's by way of pictures or videos or, like, mm-hmm. other writing content or whatever it is. Like, they do some really dope shit. But then you look at the things they're tweeting about or the pictures they're posting, and you're like, God, I cannot stand you. I'm going to have to go ahead and silence this or whatever, close this, remove this off my feed ASAP. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's hard because it's so I like, so I'm in this kind of weird creative rut right now because I feel like nothing in my life is go is like, I have to get my shit together and no, no fast is, is together. Yeah. So I haven't really been writing, that's why I haven't been writing much. That's why I haven't really been posting much at all. Um, and, and I've been looking at people who do it really well and then I get like sad and jealous. Yeah. And then, and then there are people who do it terribly and I'm like, social media is the worst. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, it's just like, all right, what am I trying to say? Like, what's my blog about? What am I about? How do I present this with, and still maintaining authenticity and, and being genuine? Right. Um, and that can- And that's mad hard, man. That is really hard. I can literally think of, I think, one person who is, um, I don't she's not a celebrity by any means um, but she has a blog as well and she's an editor and she does some really cool stuff and she's constantly in this like fashion circuit and she's probably the only person I can think of who's managed to brand herself like she has the one account for both her business and personal use so she's managed to brand herself but also do it in a way that's so her and it's so unique and it doesn't come off as even a little bit thirsty or a little bit like you know, you can't tell that she posed for that picture six times before she actually right. posted it, you know? Yeah, even, like, uh, recently, the, like, the last post I, I put on Instagram was this quote that really resonated with me. And I was like, this is really beautiful, and it, it, it makes me, like, and it's a good reminder to myself um, about what I am and what I, you know, what I believe in. Um, and then I, I post it, and then I sat there and I waited for likes. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Why am I, like, the whole to, to myself to be good to myself take care of myself be genuine and authentic um and be fair to myself and then i'm sitting there waiting for affirmation that's exactly why i had to get off isa literally that's why i had to get off because i was like i'm turning into the corniest chick on this thing i can't do it i can't do it and then i mean the, the, then there are but then the, the flip side is that of that is that 
I mean, you shouldn't be doing it necessarily for the affirmation. Like, the blog, the blog I started was really just for me. And I was like, if one person reads it and it resonates with yeah. them and it means something to them, then yeah. I've done my job. Yeah. But first and foremost, it's for me. So I Right. And I, I think also, like, it forces you to produce content, right? Like, now that I'm off Instagram, I still take a lot of pictures, but I'm not as concerned about how perfect they're turning out because, like... I mostly take the pictures to capture a memory in my or a moment in my memory, right? So as long as I can get that from looking at the picture, I'm cool. It doesn't have to be framed perfectly or whatever. As long as I can get the basic idea, it's good. Yeah. Serves a purpose. Yeah, and it was funny because, like, like I mentioned that post, it was a quote. I, I put it up, and then I was like, I'm just weird. Like, why am I not getting more likes? Yeah. Um, and then a friend of mine. Um, actually, she texted me and she she was like, you know, I'm I'm actually jealous that you found this quote. I would have loved to post it myself. Yeah. And then she asked me like, how do you feel about it? You know, like what made you post it? What what do you think about it? Do you like live your life that way? And I was like, okay, so I, I guess there is a good side of this. Like, sure. Yeah. Feel that same way, or like get me to think about why I did it, and and think and look, come, come you know, like we're all coming from different viewpoints to the same conclusion. Yeah. Um. But that's why I do it. That's why I did the blog. That's why I do the blog, and and it actually inspired me to like think about a post that I might write because I haven't I haven't posted on my blog in like months. I yeah. Guess. And it's really because I feel like no inspiration. Like, just so drained. Yeah. Now. Yeah. And, and I mean, just weird. Like I don't have anything to say, so why bother? But. This, these, these kinds of things remind me, like, no, I do. I do absolutely, yeah, and even like you said, even if it resonates with one person, it's enough, yeah. And I, I think for me, like, one of the things I hate about social media so much, or that I hated about it, and still do hate about it, is that I think it gives people such an extended platform for their vanity right and I don't mean that part of that is selfies but part of it is also like just showcasing your life for the sake of showing off right so you may be fighting with your boyfriend nine days out of ten but that one day this dude writes you an email letter that shit is going up right yeah hashtag blessed hashtag soulmates all of that nonsense yeah, and I think I think it's so disingenuous because it's so driven by just the idea or the desire to show off, and I don't think that's fair. Um, but for sure, part of it is also, like, my hatred for selfies because I think... I mean, and I, again, like, if I looked like some of these chicks, maybe I would be posting selfies, too. If I had, like, that body or that outfit or that photographer or that lighting or whatever, maybe I'd be posting pictures, too. But the flip side of it is... It totally has become, like, the new age hustle, dude. Like, people brand the shit out of themselves, make so much money, and it's, like, a little mind-boggling how they do it. Like, random chicks from random towns are, like, hustlers on Instagram now, and you have to respect that. And then you're like, what am I doing for Yeah, for sure. You have to remind yourself, this is their highlight reel. Exactly. 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 I have no idea what that's that person's struggle is at home or in their professional you know careers for sure yeah i mean i'm definitely like guilty of it like i put up some nice pictures yo your selfies are beautiful though man so i respect (laughs) it they're gorgeous like the one once in a blue moon good selfie that i get yeah i'm gonna post it because i look good yeah so it's a memory worth remembering so i like finally look like myself yeah caricature yeah like i do in most photos yeah but yeah it's this really fine line where you 
I mean, I know plenty of, I, I definitely know plenty of people who have amazing Facebook profiles, amazing Instagram accounts, yeah. us every single yeah. picture, look, and look like they're doing amazing things and going constantly, to- just twenty five hours a day. Yeah, super yeah. fucking hip and cool. But then I know what's going on in their personal life, and I'm like, okay, it's not all fucking roses. Right? Yeah. And yeah. I feel like I wish more people, and not in a attention grabby "what was me" type of way, but like. I only I only Instagram in bursts. So like I got a couple of good photos this Eid. I've posted after weeks of not posting. Anything. Yeah. <clears throat> Before then I think it was like my trip that I went on. I went I, I went abroad. So yes. Like, so then I hated your life so much during that trip. The thing is like nobody like I was in school and doing uh, had an internship and this was like a treat to myself and nobody knows that I was like s- super broke at that point. But, yeah. Like, it was beautiful. Yeah, so glamorous. Oh my god, she's so well traveled. What a jet setter. Oh my god. And it's like, and it, and, and, and it wasn't conscious on my point. It was just like, these are some really beautiful photos, and I want to share that with my friends. And right. I do have a public profile because I like I've been trying to use my Instagram and like posting quotes from my blog posts or posting quotes that I find that are inspiring to me. Right. Um, so I keep it public so that you know somebody might find their way to my blog at some point through Instagram or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, you you have to be really. You have to be very calculated, and people will curate this, you know, like, curate... For sure. Absolutely. And that just affirm their beliefs. Yeah. Um... In, in a way that isn't constructive or... Yeah, and to be fair, I think... I don't think people, or I, I hope most people, don't start these profiles or these accounts or these, like, brands and think, yo, I'm gonna blow up and I'm gonna make mad money and people are gonna be mad jealous and it's gonna be amazing, right? I think the intention is good, but it's just you're human and you're susceptible to all of these traits and you know you have an ego and you want it to be fed and you're susceptible to envy and jealousy and all these and competition and all that stuff and it's really hard I think you like you said to maintain that fine line and I'm not by any means like preaching right I don't think people look at my profile and are like yo Meg's tweets crazy like she's so good I can't wait to like log on and read her tweets I know that's not the case Um, but that's what I'm saying I think just everybody's super susceptible to it all that said, all that hatred, all that negativity aside, um, I've been, so I started Twitter like years and years ago. Um, when did it come out? 08, 09? Yeah, I remember, I remember you NYU folk were super up on Yeah, that. we were so corny. We were up on everything. Yeah. <laughs> so lame. Um, but yeah, so I started it and then I stopped tweeting when I got into Instagram and then Instagram was my kind of in social media outlet of choice. Um, and when I shut down Instagram, I was like totally social media free for about a week. And I was like, yo, I need something to scroll through at work. <laughs> I need a break. Yeah, no, um, God, yeah. So I got back on Twitter and I think the cool thing about Twitter more so than any other platform I found was that it exposes you to so much news, right? And things that you may not regularly see or read. So I have my typical media outlets that I check every day, Guardian, um, Atlantic, Salon, etc. But that's only a few and I don't have the time to read through everything. So Twitter is kind of like a live feed snippets from across the internet, across the world of kind of what's important, what might be interesting to me. Um, And one of the things that stuck out so much over the past few weeks was that op-ed letter uh, Raza Aslan and Hassan Minhaj what do you remember what outlet it was in I want to say it was on Huffington Post but I feel like Raza Aslan is so much better than HuffPo <laughs> <laughs> I can look it up right now hold on one second 
Um, I don't remember what outlet it was. Um, I actually saw it on Facebook. That's how I first came across it. So, I mean, that's one good thing about social media. All right. Facebook with the save. Uh, yeah, for real. Uh, I think it's Huffington Post. And then Religious Dispatches. Religious Dispatches. Uh, religious that was it. Dispatches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, um, that's it. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and it was like this really incredible, refreshing article that came out either the day of or the day after the Supreme Court ruling um, that gay marriage was constitutional. And it was just right off the bat, American Muslims, you have to support this. Whether you agree with it from a theological perspective or not, irrelevant. As an American citizen, as somebody living in the West, living in this country, you have got to support it. You have got to be behind the struggle. You have got to get behind the struggle in this cause, um, just like as a citizen of the world. And it was like so unapologetically clear and unambiguous. And I was like, man, this effing guy, I love him so hard. I love him so hard. just had that conversation, right? Like last time we met up with our, our other friend, that was what we were talking about, yeah. like this that i mean fuck citizen of the world you your parents or you yourself moved to america for a reason right you moved here for privilege right, right? that you are you are, uh, unfortunately were not able to obtain in your home country right uh, my parents moved to this day home. to this right. day that you right. cannot to obtain this day. and for you and and for you to sit there and say well i don't agree with it or i refuse to support it and then post all these terrible things about gay people and how like you know whatever it you it's just it's so it's it's really refreshing to see that these conversations are not just happening in pockets like you know what we you and i are like in a random sushi joint like in the dark talking about how we exactly a majority of our muslim friends who are posting vitriol but the, here are two high profile muslim yeah, one who's muslim. like a leading thinker right, so like he exactly. thinks for a goddamn living yeah, exactly. <laughs> for a living saying this outline, yeah. much more articulately than I ever yeah. could, um, and presenting it in this really concise, digestible format and saying, yeah. hey, listen, like, you as a Muslim and probably as a, you know, an immigrant, like, you're a double minority, bring in the fact that there's rampant Islamophobia going on right now, yeah. you owe it to yourself to support this cause, because right. you cannot sit there and ask for the right to practice your religion, to wear hijab, to wear yukufi, and all of that, and turn around and say that gay people can't get married. Absolutely. You can't ask people to support you when you won't do it for others. Absolutely. You're in the same, you know, you're all in the same boat. Absolutely. And I think I, I loved that they didn't even bother to, like, delve into the Islamic right. viewpoint on it, right? Because, like, that is contentious, and there's a variety of opinions, of scholarly opinions on it, but it was like, it doesn't even matter what Islam says about it. This is you just saying the government does not have a right to tell anybody right what they can or can't do, who they can or cannot marry. And, like, let's also not forget that there are a lot of effing Muslims in the world. Do you think all of them are hetero? They are not. Can we stop sidelining each other, too? Yeah. But it's, like, outrageous. Like, whether or not you believe homosexuality is a choice, you cannot deny the right to marriage, right, you know, guaranteed by the Constitution just because... You don't necessarily agree with it. Absolutely. You're a minority. You need to pick, you need to pick up the mantle. Right. Nobody's right. forcing this law doesn't force you right. to yeah. enter into a gay marriage. <laughs> it's not about you. It's not about you. But that's the thing, right? I think Muslims like 
And I'm not trying to belittle the experience of Muslims over the past decade and a half. For sure, there's been a lot. Some of it self-imposed. Fine. Another talk for another day. Um, but for sure, there's been a lot that the society on a global scale has gone through. But at the same time, like our reaction has been so juvenile to it, I think, to a certain extent, because we're so like on the defense. We've picked up this insane victimized uh, victim I don't even know what I'm saying victimization complex victim complex yeah just like victimhood right yeah so like everything becomes about us and like oh my god this tragedy happened there why didn't they call that dude a terrorist but if it would have it was a Muslim it'd be a terrorist who the fuck cares like can we take a moment and just acknowledge that this tragedy happened Like, for example, I'm speaking about Charleston, South Carolina, and all the other shootings that have happened that have not happened by Muslims. Like, yes, it's unfair. Yes, it may be racist. Yes, it may be bigoted. But at the same time, like, let's not take away from in that moment, there's a tragedy that has happened, a national tragedy, and it's not about you. Let's bring in the politics later, please. Let's have some humanity. And just like, you know, like that refrain, like, just because you say Black Lives Matter, it doesn't negate every other life, right? Right. It's just, here's a marginalized group, voiceless, agency-less. Yeah. They, and, and, and people are completely disregarding the fact that they're being killed off. And it's not like a competition, right? It's right. like, I feel like Muslims always try to compare themselves to blacks and be like, oh, like, that's what we... Yo, they've been going through it for mad long. <laughs> y'all were okay in the 80s. Y'all were all right in the 90s. Yeah, let's not forget, y'all are model minorities. Yeah. Here, you're freaking... The years. average income of your demographic is like 150000 You're good. You're okay. Princeton Muslims, I see you. You're okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I, it's it's very strange to me, and I'm always really interested and like fascinated by minorities who don't understand or sympathize with other minority right, struggles. Right. Um. Yeah, it's just like I mean, like back to the whole social media point. <laughs> I actually wrote this on my blog, and it brings up. It, it was um, there was a Pakistani Muslim woman that I went to high school with who had posted when the whole Ferguson thing was going on yeah. about how she didn't believe there was racism in America and that this was all fear-mongering and all this anti-cop rhetoric was terrible and that she was deleting people off her Facebook. Wait, uh, wait, 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 time out, time out, time out. I didn't quite process that. Uh, there's no racism in America and the police brutality was caused by what? Uh, just hoodlums. Just hoodlums, just delinquents. Okay. <laughs> just, just general fuckery. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, so it was just about how, like, she's deleting people off of her Facebook that, you know, spew this kind of anti cop rhetoric. Um, there's no such thing as America. It is, she said, quote, like, Al Sharpton, fear, like, riling people up. Right. First of all, Al Sharpton is a fucking antiquated ass reference. Nobody listens to Al Sharpton. Seriously. Nice try. Next. Um, so I was like, okay, like, as somebody who's, you know, been in that, like, criminal justice space for, for a while, maybe she just hasn't had a conversation with the right people. Right. You know? Also, you're, you're a Pakistani Muslim. Oh, you, well, you were raised... Muslim, I don't know if you're practicing now, but you're raised Muslim, you see the Islamophobia going on, you're a woman of color, you would think, like, you should be able to kind of sympathize, or some of this should be resonating with you, 
because they would just as soon shoot a, a black dude in the back as they would a Muslim dude, right? Yeah. There's no difference. We're dark-skinned. Right. Um, and so I was like, all right, like, this is the teachable moment for her. Yeah. And I went on and wrote, and I, n- I honestly never do this, but yeah. I was like, you know what, let me, let me, let me enlighten her. Take it upon myself. Right. Enlighten her. Write, write this, like, you know, somewhat, I, I, I thought I did a good job of, like, making it well-balanced and just being like, hey, here are some resources. Right. You know, educate yourself. Right. Um, posted it, 10 minutes later, check back. She deleted it. Yeah, of course. And that's really <laughs> sad. But that's the thing, right, Faiza? Like, somebody who is actually, and it doesn't even have to do with intelligence versus lack of intelligence or a deficiency in intelligence. Somebody who is just genuinely committed to a cause, or not even committed, committed is maybe even too strong. Somebody who is genuinely interested in a cause will take it upon themselves to find the resources. They might find wrong resources, or they might not find all the resources, but they'll take it upon themselves to do a little bit of research to get kind of familiar, right? Most of these, like, kind of social media Facebook preachers don't. They just have a platform. They have, like, this little peanut gallery of people who are going to throw likes and throw comments. They can say whatever the F they want to say and guaranteed somebody will follow it. And they don't feel the need to, like, push their brains any further. They don't feel the need to take it beyond that. Yeah, and that's the thing is like this curation that I'm talking about. You curate this audience. Absolutely, curate. and it's a reflection of you, right? Yeah, that you, you, and and I after that I made it a point to like proactively seek out articles and and, and you know like just resources that are different from mine. Yeah. So like somebody who is anti-LGBTQ. Yep. Yep. Like, what are they saying? Yep. What are they saying? Just to be informed. Yeah, just to be informed, and then to also bolster my own opinion, arguments my own for sure. What, how, like, it, it, like you know, belief untested is like it's kind of like virtue untested isn't virtue at all. Absolutely, belief, absolutely. Know? Blind belief is just as bad as like I don't know, not believing at all. I don't what what you know like. I no, I hear you one hundred percent. It's it's really sad that something so trivial in in the grand scheme of things your facebook feed has riled you up so much that you're willing to delete people who might not share the same but that's the thing right like that's become our lives that's become what we look at all the time it's It's everything we do our world revolves around it i'm checking in through social media i'm posting pictures on social media Mm -hmm. writing down my thoughts on social media i'm what's that new um app that like lets you live stream your it's like some video app or some shit like periscope yeah periscope like that shit's heavy man that shit is heavy yeah it's like a live stream i mean i'm also like the least qualified to speak about this so if this is wrong sorry guys (laughs) nothing yeah but that's that's just it right there's like a social media outlet for every facet of your life and it comes with so much convenience but it also comes with a whole lot of shit dude and it's it's overwhelming sometimes it's it's like this weird new responsibility like to you have to attend to your your yeah and like handle it responsibly like can i just live responsibly (laughs) can i get that under control first and that's i guess that's why i'm not as prolific on social media as like a lot of other people is because i feel like it's just another risk because i want to make sure whatever i put out there is is as close to my real life as yeah possible. man so i want to be as careful and 
specific about like what I'm putting out there so that like nobody can turn around and be like you're fake absolutely yeah man and like seriously it's hard enough for me to ensure that I'm speaking and acting responsibly in everyday life right Right. if I have to like further than take care of this like online personality it's too much no thank you no thanks um yeah yeah, so I think that's probably a good place to end. Um, recap, social media is hard, but sometimes good. I'm a hater of selfies because I don't know how to take them. Uh, Reza Aslan, you are, I can't say the god. Is that heretic? Is that a, is that a wrong way to start this podcast? <laughs> Reza Aslan, you are everything. Uh, has a younger brother. Yeah, Hassan, you are right, too. Uh, I like your stand-up. Um, And that's it. We will catch you guys next time. All right. right. Bye-bye.